Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have your two beautiful, world-renowned uh, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony-winning uh, announcers slash uh, co-hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast. And guys, the universe has already been trying to not get us to do this podcast, but we are going to do it. And it is, we, this is Sunday. This is yeah, like. We are ahead of schedule. <laughs> this is wildly unlike us. And the universe was still like, no, you yeah. will have technological issues. And like just, just extra, extra uh, professional and extra personal, interpersonal issues. Like it's all the worst. Everything it's is going great. Everything's fine and perfect and wonderful. And now we are here and excited to do this episode because it's a good episode. It's true. And if you are a first time listener, I'm going to go ahead and uh, Kelsey, if you don't mind, just start us off by saying, go uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod. Uh, send us an email at Gray's Academy Pod at gmail.com. Uh, follow me at Carmen.Gabriel.Official. Uh, follow Kelsey at, at Chaotically Kelsey. And uh, go to our Patreon link listed in this episode to support and subscribe and get a whole bunch of exclusive content. Uh, this, this isn't possible without you, the listeners. And shout out to all of our international listeners right now. We appreciate you. And uh, there we go. And, and, also, and now we can thanks continue. Thanks so much for coming back, even though we had a unforeseen hiccup last week of not being able to have an episode. But, well, we kind of thought it might happen, but we tried to make it happen, but we couldn't make it happen. So we appreciate the patience and understanding, but we think that we're going to get back to regular uninterrupted episodes. There was just um, uh, things beyond control last week's um, on both ends. So nothing to be yeah. done, but thanks for sticking around, and we hope to avoid that in the future. Yeah. And, and this week, actually, we've had another record week of streaming. So in the face of all yes. that, we definitely appreciate it. Um, we Kelsey and I have these conversations of like, should we just go and do like a quick hello episode and let people know that we're not going to be here? But then sometimes, like Kelsey said, it's just whether it's both of our uh, my my job uh, outside of the home and Kelsey's job inside of the home and and the things that happen. It's just, you know, it. Thank you for sticking with us is, is the point, and I think you hit it nail on the head. Um, okay, so we'll get right into this one. This is episode 10 of the third season. It is episode 46 overall. Um, it is called Don't Stand So Close to Me, which is a song that I feel like everyone should already be aware of. But please, yeah. tell me about it. If you've ever played a rock band or guitar hero, I think this was one of those police songs that made it on there. So um, Don't Stand So Close to Me is a song by the police, uh, and it was released in September 1980 as a single from the album Zenyata Mandata, which, oh uh, yeah, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but let me just do a, hold on, let's see. Um, yeah, I don't think it it means anything uh, they were just trying to stand out stand out from the crowd you know what i mean let's let's they, they had a dartboard so to me yeah stand out from the cloud the cr <laughs> that's funny um Thanks. 
it's uh never mind. I was gonna go off on a, on a rant, but it's it's neither here nor there. Um, anyways, so it was released uh, September nineteenth, nineteen eighty. Uh, it was on um, like I said, it was one of the singles from the album. The it was the third number one UK singles release that they had had, uh, which was a way to kick off nineteen eighty, and it sold uh, over eight hundred thousand copies in nineteen eighty alone, just in the UK. Um, now, this um, fun fact: it it wasn't for um, the the album, but for the vocals on this song, the police won a Grammy in nineteen eighty two, which was award for best rock performance by a duo or group with vocals. So shout out, yes, shout out. Um, shout out. Uh, so this song got to number ten on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It reached, uh, like I said, number one in the U.K., number one in Spain, number one in Ireland, and then honorable mention for our Canadian listeners. It got to number two for the singles charts there. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's also if you really, I, this was a fun fact too. If you, I'm looking at my phone. I don't know why I'm looking at it so far up. You could see yeah, me you look like, like an old person <laughs> right now. <laughs> Trying to get hello. <laughs> can you hear me now? I have service up here. Um, it was also in 2009 in uh, the cast of Glee did this. So oh. this was in an episode of Glee. Yes. Um, also an episode of friends where Joey gets that modeling job and they put him on this, uh, poster and it like says that he has syphilis or gonorrhea or something. And so then it plays in the background when it's showing his posters all over the, all over the city. I did not notice that, but that is hilarious. And, and I appreciate also, you telling you're me that. You're so welcome. Um, there's the episode where Phoebe like stalks Sting's kid cause he goes to school with Ross's kid and then he like she like lies and says that she's Ben's mom and goes and talks to Sting's wife. And then Sting's wife says that she's going to call the police and they're going to be there. And Phoebe goes, the police here, a reunion. (laughs) (laughs) So So good. good. That's like meta level humor, but that show is notorious for meta level humor. We we're big friends fans and friends. We are friends. Yeah. We are fans of friends and fans of being friends and our friendship. Um, thank you so much for telling us. Is that, was that, are you done? I don't want to cut you off. Uh, no, no, that's, that's it. That's all I got. Um, I will say just, uh, the lyrics are, um, you know, pretty self-explanatory. I think the police kind of have the market cornered on just very repetitive, uh, lyrics. It's, they just say, don't stand, don't stand, don't stand so close to me. Like that's okay. Cool. Good chorus. Very, very (laughs) intricate. I mean, I feel that in my bones. So yeah, it's almost as good as COVID. Yeah, don't stand. Honestly, the police should have done a PSA for the country, and I think that would have been really great. Missed opportunity. Let's have another pandemic like this. Oh, yeah. Let's just pop we'll pop right back in. That didn't mess yeah. anything up at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you forget that this was made in a lab, and it was an experiment gone wrong, and it was all a hoax, and yep, it's all it's the... It's all a plan. Yeah, it's, it's all, all a plan. a political scheme, guys. We don't, yeah. we don't believe this. Just This is sarcasm. Yeah. Just to sarcasm. clarify, we believe yeah. in science. Um. Less sarcasm, more grays, which yeah. also if you search grays, we pop up uh, in the in the top searched just uh, on, on iTunes. So just keep doing oh that. God, keep listening. Yay. Yeah. Thanks, guys. You guys are the best. It used to be. It used to be. Remember, you had to do a grays and then you had to put a space. And you had remember to scroll that? down. 
Yeah, but now so it's just if you us. search Grays, we're we're in the top list. So guys, thanks. Shout out. Shout out. We love you. You're the best. Tell your friends. Um, okay. So this episode was written by Carolina Piaz, directed by Seathman. Um, aired November 30th, 2006. Uh, 24.01 million views. So definitely way back up because last week, remember, yeah. was the first week that had had less than 20 million since the Super Bowl episode, which is the bomb episode. Um, that so episode was the bomb. This is definitely big. Again, I think my theory stands last week. The one we did last would have aired on Thanksgiving. So that probably just fucked with the numbers, you know. Um, so that was my theory. I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, and then, okay, so let's read the Netflix synopsis. Um, recent events strain Burke and Christina's relationship, and Meredith's half-sister enters the hospital. <laughs> enters the hospital. <laughs> That's the plot. She walked through the doors. Um, okay, so nothing about George being... Still a raging dick. I mean, just so fucking tightly wound. I mean, also, the stick is so far up his ass. Christina and Burke really don't even interact this episode. Yeah, that's why that's even in the, the synopsis is a little bit beyond me. And they're like, it puts a strain on their relationship. I'm like, uh, it's been putting a strain on their relationship for like the entire season. So, but um, I also wanted to quick note before we get into it. The last episode we did was from a whisper to a scream. Uh, if you'll remember, we both really enjoyed that episode. Uh, a lot happened. It's a very good episode. Um, and that episode was the episode that Sandra O oh received a nomination for a primetime Emmy for this season. So I just wanted to mention it cause I totally did not mention it last episode. And it's definitely worth saying because we talked a lot in that episode about how great her scenes with Burke are specifically. Um, so yes, it was a good episode on, for her. The on call room clearly. scene was great. Yeah. Was that, that was um, that episode, right? Am I getting these mixed yeah, yeah, up? Yeah. No, that's, that's the same one. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, just wanted to mention that because I didn't last time. And it's definitely worth noting because, as we all know, I am a huge Christina stan and a huge Sandro stan. So, yes. we love, we love, we love. Okay. So, now I shall yawn and we shall. Because it. it's 3 a.m. <laughs> always. It's always 3 a.m. Um, uh, podcast burp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So this episode, um, the recap, George's dad is in the hospital. Meredith, we get the recap to Meredith's sister. The last time she was there, um, uh, George and Callie's whatever. Dr. Han is there. Burke and Derek are mad at each other. Bailey is mad at Burke. Um, Adele and Richard and Ellis and Meredith and all of that tied together. Um, the chief telling Burke that he wants him to be the chief and then Burke blaming Christina for every problem he's ever had in his entire life. So that was the recap. Um, also this episode, I don't know if you noticed it has narration, but only at the end, not at the beginning. There's no voiceover at the beginning. Yeah. Also, I probably missed it, but I didn't get a title card. Uh, there was one. I must yeah. have missed it. You'll have to point it out when it happens because I, I don't remember having it. I shall. I shall. Um, okay. So let's get into it. Um, Ellis 
Meredith is visiting Ellis and she's freaking out about Richard, like not leaving his wife and staying. And Meredith's just like, okay, whatever. And I mean, this one starts off brutal because she's like, he won't leave her because he didn't want kids and I have a kid and I should have never had a kid. What a delightful thing to say to your child. Now, obviously it's unintentional. She doesn't know she's talking to her child, but ouch, that's brutal. Yeah. What a way to just start off Meredith's entire journey this episode with a fucking gut punch. I mean, it's bad. That's like, I cannot. It's, it's just bad. Especially because it's, you know she's had that thought before of like, oh, did my mother want me? <laughs> she just said it. She just said yeah, it. Yeah. And she, yeah. The correct answer, Meredith, is no. Your mother no. never wanted you. And uh, the source is your mother. So. Yeah. It's, I feel like that's a big TV thing. Uh, and I don't know if this happens in real life or not, but I mean, I'm sure it does. I just, I'm with all the fucked up things that I've been through with my family, luckily my parents have never said, I wish you've never been born. But uh, I feel like there's a lot of parent to child TV conflict where it results in, I should never have had you or my life would have been so much better without you or something to that effect. Or yeah, so, there's the, like the trope where like the sibling, a sibling will die and the parent will like look at the one that lives and it's like, I wish it was you that had died or like some yeah. fucked up shit like that. Yeah. Like Which in Lord I of the Rings. I imagine. Yeah, it's just a big fat bummer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this episode just starts out, ouch, right away, like not nice for Meredith. Um, so then uh, we're at the hospital and Bert, Christina, Derek, uh, Bailey are all in the chief's office. And they're like, Bailey's like, so what, what's going to happen to them? Like, what are you going to do to them? And he's like, fully wants blood. She's ready for someone to like ready to send someone to prison. She'll do the sacrifice right here. And now I think if she could. (laughs) truly, I mean, it's she's, she has feelings and they are strong. Um, Burke is like, I mean, sorry, Weber is says, you know, they didn't, nobody died. They didn't do any malpractice. They didn't technically break any laws. They just like made a bad choice. So nothing. And Bailey's basically pitching a fit. And then he's like, can you explain to me how this has personally harmed you? Because otherwise you need to get over it and like, go do your job. So she's mad. So she takes, we get our, we get our first, I'm fine of the episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask you if you had to pick like one word to describe this whole episode, which word would you pick? Um, is this a, is this a trick question? No, I just, I had one that I kept saying, do you know how like there was the episode where I said inappropriate like 700 times? Um, no, I think I just kept saying what a dick. Uh, yeah, like, that's a big one. It was, it was about Bailey, about Mark and about George. George. Everyone yeah. was just being a, a dick. For me, oh, it and was even like Alex. tension or tense because it was just like a lot of tension or like, it's just a tense episode. Like everyone's, like on edge tightly wound like that was what it was for me i wrote that a lot i was like what a tense moment everyone's tense there's tension um so that's what it was for me um okay so they leave and then uh burke is telling or sorry weber says that they need to work together to fix burke's hand and derek says well he doesn't want my help and uh burke says i don't want his help basically like yeah i don't it's his 
this is a very um Burke blames a lot of people in this episode without yeah. taking yeah. any responsibility. So that's absolutely none. Um, it's a very Derek Lynn, move. Well, I don't like I don't like that look on Preston. Let me just say. Yeah, this was not. I mean, there's a whole arc that happens, and it's fine. He's it's it's fine. But <laughs> when Weber was like, "Yeah, you're that that those hands are costing me two million dollars. <laughs> yeah. So uh, get your shit together." <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't blame him. Yeah, he's like, "Well, y'all have to figure out how to do this because I'm not. We're not fuck. We're not dealing with this shit anymore." Um. So then we're in George's dad's room. George is there talking to his dad, and his dad is saying like. Uh, if something happens, this is where all like the insurance shit is, um, which is a pragmatic, practical conversation to have, but also would suck to have. So um, they're doing that. And then he's like, also get rid of my porn. So your mom doesn't see it. Yeah. He no, not even his porn, his magazines. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing screams mid 2000s and having to look at naked people in magazine form. <laughs> Like That's, the internet exists now, mm, we're so fine. Good. So so, what a moment! Did you did you ever find anything like that in your parents' room? No, thank God. I did. What? Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, unfortunately, no, thank you. I found uh, I found my dad's stash of nudies, nudie mags. Was it Playboy or was it knockoff Playboy? Uh, like there, gas station Playboy. <laughs> No, there was Playboy, and then there was um, what was the one? Uh, Penthouse Hustler, oh, yeah. the the real. It wasn't so the di- oh, never mind. So this many. Is, there's a, <laughs> the this biggest is why we have thing. A Patreon. <laughs> right, we'll have to go, <laughs> we'll have to go through and rank our childhood traumas and the way we found our parents' porn later on in our Patreon <laughs> content. We'll air those out later. Jesus. Okay. Anyways, back to this show. Uh, yeah, his magazines. Um, Callie comes in to like, oh, I wanted to see how the collarbone is doing. And George just fucking gets up and leaves because he's a baby. But his dad calls him out on it. And he's like, you need to say hello to her. And I just think that George has really good parents. Like he was clearly raised very with like very kind, like well-mannered people. And I just wanted to call that out because, again, bad episode for George. But what I appreciate is his parents don't just stand by and let him get away with it. They're fully like, bro, get your shit together, man. Like, this is not how you treat people. Well, it's interesting because they're they're riding George for being a dick. But then they're like, oh, it's OK. It's just your idiot brothers. They're fucking fine. Like, there needs to be some sort of standard They're because they're not reeling those kids in. Yeah, they have like no expectations for their, for their other two children. They're pretty much like, yeah, you guys can just sit over there and and suck. And don't but, don't shoot your dad again. Yeah, if you could refrain, please, from shooting your father in the ass. Um so, okay. Um yeah, he calls them out uh and George leaves. Derek and Burke are talking about going back and forth about the tri- the tremor and Burke's like, "I don't want another surgery because the first one did enough damage." So again, I love Burke. I'm a huge fan. I think Isaiah Washington is great. Uh, This episode is a bad look. He takes all he does is blame other people. And he's been doing it for a couple episodes. We saw it last episode where he says that Christina drug him across the line. And I'm making uh, 
whatever for your emotional shortcomings. It's just like not a good, not a good vibe. I mean, I understand wanting to blame other people, especially when like something really traumatic like that happens. Um, obviously getting shot on in itself is traumatic. And then on top of that, the result, but he did absolutely nothing to try and rectify the situation. He kept it a secret from Christina, from the chief, from Derek. He had opportunities to tell them. And obviously the way it was played is that like, oh, people just keep interrupting him. So he like couldn't do it. I'm like, you can just interrupt them right back. I, I do it yeah. all the time. He um, do we do we know the birth date of Burke? Not not of Isaiah Washington. Of Preston Burke. I don't know if we do. I would have to, I would look it up. Because I would need, Scorpio. I need, yeah, I think, well, no, no, no. He's for sure not a Scorpio. A Scorpio would interrupt the person back (laughs) for sure. Um, He's got to be, what's a, what's a more um, timid uh, or like has, has uh, the traits of being someone who would be self-absorbed or like a pity, woe is me kind of person cancer Cancer. maybe he's maybe he's a cancer no offense if you're listening and you're a cancer but yeah yeah. uh, that's how i feel not everyone is allowed to be the superior of all horoscopes and you can't all be scorpios like me um nope you pronounced scorpio wrong um i would say leo's definitely top two carmen sent me this list of serial killers and was like look none of these people are scorpios and then i found a list immediately on the internet of 40 serial killers who are all scorpios but that those aren't like mainstream. One of them was the Taco Bell Strangler, and it was born on my right birth, birthday. I don't. It was he, the guy like worked at Taco Bell and would kill female employees or some shit. Anyways, I digress. Um, okay, so the thing that I I really He's do have May, some somewhere between May and June is what it says. So that's probably actually going to make him a Gemini. Okay. Um, I have a real be a Cancer, but he's probably a Gemini. Which also I have a, a, a real a real beef, no pun intended, with this scene because, excuse me, Burke gives a lot of shit to Derek. Yeah. The first surgery did enough damage or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this referred to as like a genius level surgery and most people gain like minimal functionality of their arms back and he has everything back minus a couple of tremors? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, they they knew there was going to be a risk going in because, you know, it's a surgery and there's always risks when it's a surgery. But um, it's unfair to say the surgery caused the damage when yeah, exactly. it was the fucking bullet yeah, that, that did the damage as well. For sure. Like, I'm usually I like Derek, but I am I am like a, a Burke stan and that I was like, well, hold on, Burke. I know you got a yeah, lot of issues right now. You did get shot but like, right now, right? right. Yeah. You remember, you someone shot yeah. you. That that potentially is probably what caused the damage. Yeah, not yeah. someone removing the bullet and saving your life. That probably didn't cause the damage. Yeah, every surgery that you got to scrub in on after getting shot is because of Derek. So like, get off your yeah. high horse. Um. So yeah. Uh, the, so the interns are all in the locker room. They're talking shit, talking about Christina and she comes in and she's like, George, stop fucking staring at me. It makes me feel like you haven't been fed, which is a weird thing to say. Um, but George is being weird, but Christina's all like, I understand the tension again. I understand the tension. Um, Meredith asks Christina how things are going with Burke. And she's like, Oh, he's not talking to me, but I'm not talking to him either. So like, it's fine. We're even, (laughs) 
Yeah, I started not talking to him first because he said the last thing to me. So it's yeah. fine. Um, what is she? Is she? I bet she's she's for sure a Scorpio. That would not surprise me at all. I'm gonna find out. Um, we can, can keep moving on. Um, oh, I'll so look it man. up. I'll, oh well, no, I shouldn't because there's probably I'll spoilers up, if I search it. Yeah, but yeah. we can continue talking because then Bailey comes in, and boy oh boy, does she have an attitude with uh, Christina? She's like. Um, the, the chief may not be clear on what she wants to do with you, but I am going to treat you like shit basically. Um, and if you're 30 seconds late ever again, you'll have a new resident. Yeah. The thing Um, that after that scene and while you're looking that up, I'll talk about because after that scene, basically as they're walking away, Addison's like, Hey, I need a, I need an intern. And she's like, well, Bailey's like, well, you can fucking have all of them. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Um, but she's like, well, actually, uh, how about how about Meredith? And uh, this this scene in general, like if one more person gives undue attitude to Addison, they're dead to me. I just <laughs> don't understand. She's the nicest, sweetest, most beautiful person in this entire show. And she was just trying to be nice and give Meredith a heads up about that half sister and the baby situation coming in. So like, fuck off Meredith and whatever is new with your hair that I don't think I actually realized until watching this episode, maybe (laughs) something was different before this and I just didn't realize it. Whatever you did new with your hair, I don't give a fuck. Just be nice to Addison. It's normally like up and this one, it was down and it's kind of looked like feathered bangs, curtain bangs. It looked like a different color too. Is it a different color? Did she dye it? Maybe, Uh, maybe it was highlighty. I don't know. Anyways, the point is, get the fuck up off Addison, everyone. Oops, that's not the right thing. Um, so this is saying that Christina's birthday is July 20th, which makes her uh, Leo cusp. So she's a cancer baby. Wait, yeah, like on the end, because the last one is July 22nd, 21st, 22nd. So she's a cancer with a Leo cusp, which tracks, honestly. Dang it. Dang it. But I would have believed Scorpio for sure. I would have I would have gone to my headset. But Scorpio. I also believe I also believe Leo because she does like she does like to be in charge of everything. Yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll do a Patreon where we go over everyone's uh, Zodiac sign. Yes. If you want to hear that, go to the link and pay us money. <laughs> uh, also, we'll <laughs> record it and then we'll let you know when you can do it. <laughs> um, OK, so, yeah, Addison comes up, gets some a little bit of attitude. This is speaking of attitude when um, she's like, your sister's here. And Meredith goes, Molly Gray is not my sister. And Addison just goes, okay, well, actually she is. So I have to tell you that she's here. Yeah. You may not think that that's how science works, but you're a doctor and you have a half sister. It's neat that you have no relationship with her, but like you are blood related. So I'm going to fucking tell you that she's here and you can shut the fuck up about it. Um, okay, so I wanted to get into this. The, her being in this hospital has exploded the fucking timeline on this show. Okay, when Molly was there last, she was 32 weeks pregnant. 32 weeks pregnant. Oh, didn't she say she was 34 weeks now? 36. So it's been 36. four weeks. And the last episode she was in, hold on, I'm going to pull up the exact episode. Um, it was in season two. First of all, we're 10 episodes into season three. The last episode she was in was season two. Um, the name of the game, which was doobie doobie doo. Do you think they it's, took that into account? 
the 22nd episode of season two. No. They just said, hey, what's a so, number that's higher than last time, but lower than like full I, term? I was like, I was like, maybe she was 24 weeks pregnant in the last one. And I looked it up and she's 32 weeks pregnant in the last one. I was like, wow. Incredible. Well done, guys. That's that's just bad. Four weeks. It's been four weeks since episode 22 of the second season. That is just destroyed the timeline on the show because I'm pretty sure that is also the first episode that we meet Denny. No, I'm pretty positive. Look that up right now because that is, that just makes, (laughs) that makes Izzy so much fucking more stupid. In four weeks, she fell in love with someone, killed him and took Mm, his money. Okay. It might not be the very first one, but it's the one where Izzy is knitting. So it's like maybe the second or third episode. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. I didn't even realize. I didn't even think about that. I'm glad you did because that would never have crossed my mind of the the timeline and how. Yeah. It just like drives me insane a little bit when, when shows Gilmore girls is terrible about the timeline. Like they fuck up their own timeline all the time. It drives me insane. Jess is upstairs Um, watching Gilmore girls right now. I watched it earlier today. It's we are one. Sometimes she texts me says that we talk about it. Uh, anyways, so do you guys yes. want to watch um, the the revival, which is the best season that they have when you guys are here? I will. I'll watch it with you. Kill you, dad. Oh. Um. Anyways, okay. Back to this episode. Um. Okay. So Susan comes up and says hello to Meredith. Uh, Meredith is like gross. Uh, they round on George's dad. Han comes in. Bailey assigns Yang to assist, and everyone's all mad. And then Bailey's like. I don't want to tell you what it looks like you're doing right now, but all I can see is your, I know that probably your arm is mount bouncing on your leg, but all I can see is your arm going back and forth. <laughs> like it just looks like you're jerking it. So can no, you this, just not this, do that? It'd be, it'd be more like this, I guess well, you, just the shoulder. Now, but you were leaning weird. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My leg is going here. I, I moved my hand onto the arm of the chair. Now my leg I is apologize. Bouncing. This is why we have an explicit sign next to our show. Because. because we talk about <laughs> jerking off. Um, okay. So the other interns are all bitter and um, they're going on and on about how Christina gets to do whatever she wants and still get surgeries. And then Bailey's like, I put her on that so that she wouldn't get this cool surgery. And then look at this guys. And it's conjoined twins. And um, that's when the title card pops up. So it was seven minutes and 39 seconds. It was right. Okay. When they we're waddling around the room. Got it. Also, let me just say that I I have hated since day one the way that they talk so loudly behind Bailey. And then she responds yeah. to like the last thing that was said. Like there's a million shitty things that they say. And then it's like there's one that breaks the camel's back. And then she's like, I'm going to respond to this one. Um, <laughs> but like, just don't do that. Don't talk so ill about your boss when they can clearly hear you. That's another they're thing right that there. shows do when they're like, you're, these p- people are quote unquote whispering, but they're just talking at full volume and they'll be like right. in a movie theater and they're like, whisper, whisper, whisper. But it's like, whisper, whisper, whisper. And I'm like, okay. Can't you tell that I'm whispering so right now? I'm leaning in so that you know I'm whispering. Um, right. You're not whispering. Um, also, conjoined okay. twins as adults is is pretty intense. I, did, I yeah. was not expecting to see that because you see conjoined twins as kids a lot, but not yeah. adults. Um, 
So these guys are bickering. Obviously, I'd probably be bickering, too, if I was attached to someone 24-7. They're there to be separated. They were there previously and decided not to do it because it was too risky. But now one of them has a girlfriend. So they're going to risk their lives and their brother's lives. Also, Um, I saw this coming. The second that girl walked in, I was like, Pete is in love with this woman. (laughs) <laughs> like they're going to end up together or some shit. And yeah. I was like, J- like, Hey Jake, I feel bad for you, but uh, Pete is uh, in love with your girlfriend and they're going to fuck. <laughs> I call um, it right away. I'm proud of you. Uh, so they leave the room and the interns are like, so George and Alex are arguing about basically they're trying to convince Bailey to put them on the case. And because I watch this with subtitles so that I don't miss anything. Cause it's getting, it gets really mumbly when there are dramatic scenes. I noticed that Izzy, when they're all saying like, Oh, I could do this. I could do this. Izzy goes, I would be great at watching this. <laughs> Cause she's yeah. still not allowed to do anything. Yeah. Um, and that made me giggle. So Sloan walks up, asks for an intern, um, takes Izzy is gross, says inappropriate things. I truly forget how horrendous this man is when he first shows up to the show. And I was like, I'm embarrassed that I was saying how much I love this character because he is a being the worst. Yeah. He sucks. Um, what did he say? Uh, he's like, I just how about want the to, one like, who I... doesn't touch or speak or breathe. Yeah. But then he is like, she says, thanks for picking me. And he's like, Oh, it's just so I could look at you. Dude. Oh yeah. 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 That's who's not what good. What the fuck? Um, so I will say good episode or good moment for Izzy for sure, because he's like, go get me food and this and get yourself something. And she's like, uh, there's a coffee cart here in the cafeteria here. You can get your own shit. I'm here to learn how to be a doctor, not an errand runner for you. Right. Well, she only stands up for herself once. The second time she doesn't stand up for herself. Mm, No, she stands up for herself because that's when she says the thing later. Well, yes, but she still I mean, does she the goes, thing. Gets it, but she also stands up for herself. She says, F- "I'm I'm gonna get it, but I'm not happy about it." <laughs> um, uh, so Richard is excited about the surgery. He's like, "This is gonna bring us so much press. It's gonna be great for the hospital." And Derek's like, "Yeah, that's why we shouldn't do it because we're gonna get all this press, even if we fuck it up." I don't want to fuck it up because he's questioning himself because of the whole Berg situation, obviously. Um. So, yeah, he's just, he, his, um, confidence is shooken, shooketh, shaken. Yeah. This reminds me of a scene in Suits when (laughs) Harvey is doing a case and it's to Uh, protect Donna, excuse you, and, uh, Donna is worried that he can't handle the case and she wants to have another lawyer handle it. And then afterwards, uh, Harvey wins and she's like, well, why are you, why are you so upset? You don't care what other people think. And he's like, I care what you think. And I want you to believe in me because I love you. And then it was a cliffhanger. When I tell you that I don't know literally any of the names you just said, that show, I mean, I don't know anything about that show other than it's his lawyers. And at some point, Catherine Heigl's in it. That's it. That's all I know. (laughs) If you want to hear Kelsey and I do Suits as the next (laughs) podcast, uh... Let Listen, us know. I have committed us to Shondaland. Once we get through Shondaland, we can hit suits. But by then, we'll probably be in the retirement home. So, <laughs> well, technically, it is Shondaland because Catherine Heigl is the bridge. No, 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 no. I mean the production house, the production company Shondaland. 
all we need to do is find one episode where Shonda produced one of those episodes and we're, and we're in. She did write the princess diaries, the screenplay for the princess diaries. So that means that princess diaries is Shonda land canon. Yeah. Perfect. Sure. I love that. Um, okay. So. Ooh, where am I? Okay, so then Susan is, like, talking to Meredith, and she's like, Thatcher is out of town with her other daughter. We thought we had more time, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then Meredith says that she'll stay on the case. Addison asks her for another, uh, tells her to get another intern, and Meredith says, like, I'll do it, whatever. And then Susan's like, oh, that's so nice. It'll be so great to have a friendly face in the OR. Um, also, Molly doesn't know who you are, so just don't tell her. I'm like, oh, it's so awkward. Tension. I love it. So great. Yeah, remember when you said we were family? This proves my point that we're not, you dumb bitch. Yes, awkward. Um, Okay, so then we have Christina uh, is explaining the procedure they're going to do to Harold, George's dad. George come in, tries to backseat drive the case. Not into it. George is an asshole. Han comes in, tries to kick him out, continues to be an asshole. Is like, I hired you. You can't fucking tell me what to do because I'm a piece of shit. Um, it's not good. It's not a good look. I'm, a, I'm not full into on it. ballistic. Just an how he still has a job after that. Well, yeah, I it's guess wild. no one, no one really gets in trouble for anything in this show. But <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> um. So then, uh, oh, so then we go see, um, Meredith and Addison are doing the C-section. Everything's fine. Then they pull the baby out and the baby is not breathing, non-responsive. So they have to like rush her to surgery. Um, which is terrifying, not Not happy because we're probably always going to have to have C-sections moving forward now. And it's just like, it's always scary when the baby's not breathing, but like, but you also have the added layer of like my guts are just out yeah you can't uh, do literally can't anything, do anything. like i can't lean pick, over like well then you have to pick like do you go with the baby do you stay with the wife you know like it's just a whole it's scary i mean i feel like jessica would send you with with a baby she um, would but that she would be would. scary potentially still for you because then you don't know i mean like put like the the hope would be everything's fine the c-section all they have to do is close but you just never know clearly um what could happen yeah. in any surgery so yeah uh so then she tells him to to she tells Meredith to stay with the family and keep them updated um on the surgery because it's going to be tricky and scary and complicated so uh, then we get a nice cut of Bailey yelling at George, which like, thank freaking God, because someone needed to put him in his place because he was being a little shit. And he's and she's like, it didn't even 50 work yards though. away from your dead. No, it doesn't work. But it's still nice when people get yelled at sometimes when they deserve it. Um, right. So I'm a fan. Um, so, yeah, she tells him to stay away from the case and stay 50 feet away from his dad and like just back the fuck off basically um as he needs to because it's inappropriate um so uh han is talking to burke 
and is like, oh, Christina's a super capable intern. Like, I hear she trained under you. You you've taught her really well. Like she's doing great. And he's like, yeah, she's very professional. And I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be somehow an insult? I don't understand. She's so professional. Look at how professional she is. What a nerd. <laughs> so yeah, it's weird. Um, the chief comes over to talk to Burke uh, Burke is looking at, he's like, Oh, what do you think about this surgeon? Is he better or worse than this surgeon? And, uh, uh Richard is like, uh, um, Preston, I have not yelled yet. I haven't yelled yet. I, but now, and then he is like, but now I'm yelling very loudly. Obviously he's yelling, but I don't want to yell because a, they're sleeping children and B, I don't want to break people's headphones. Um, He's like, I am yelling and I am yelling loudly. He's like, I want to retire. I want to get my wife back. I passed the torch to you and you blew it out, which I don't know why, but I loved that line. I was like, that is an incredibly written line and sentiment. I love it so much. Um, so I just thought that was, that was like a nice uh, way to phrase that. Um, but I like it. I also enjoyed when he said, I haven't yelled yet, but now I'm yelling loudly. Um, yeah. As I if feel to so announce, because he's just dealing with so many dumbasses right now. Yeah, it's you have two dumbasses who are covering up each other. Another dumbass who thinks he can't do a surgery now. Another dumbass who is just, it's, it's it's everyone. The dumbassery is insane. Everyone except Addison. Addison has done awesome. no dumbassery. Um, but it continues to be a queen. Continues to be a queen. Um, slay. Uh, the thing that really frustrates me about this scene is I don't think that Burke actually blew out this flame like he made a bad judgment call but one bad judgment call I don't think is enough to throw away an entire like grooming process and like they've known each other for years I'm not saying that there should be no consequences but and I'm not saying that as a rule of thumb, but like no one, no one was hurt. No, this was, this was a bad choice, but that, that affected truly no one. And he even said that multiple times in the show. Um, it's different when you have, you know, I got, I don't, I don't really want to get super political on this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a little bit of ghoulish overkill on this one. It's like that one, that one kid, uh, that, that college kid, raped the girl behind the dumpster and everyone's like, Oh, one, one bad decision is going to ruin an entire college career of good work. Like, okay, hold on. Uh, yes. The answer is yes. Like you <laughs> hurt someone, illegal. you hurt someone. Mm -hmm. I think that's the difference is no one was hurt by this. It was a bad judgment call. And I, I guess I'm having a hard time understanding. Also, I'm sorry out there if there is, I should have probably said trigger warning just in case for anyone. So I apologize, but, um, I hope you understand that that wasn't like me joking around. That was me being serious, but yes. I'm having a hard time understanding Weber's like thought process on that of why he shouldn't be considered anymore. It's kind of the vibe I was getting. I think because as chief, like, because when you're, we have the scene with Bailey, he's like career wise, he shouldn't be punished. Like we shouldn't make them not be doctors anymore because there wasn't malpractice. Nobody died, blah, blah, blah. It, um, but I think from the position of the standpoint of being chief, basically that whole job, 
the way it's portrayed here anyways i don't know like realistically that whole job is just judgment calls and making decisions so if the thing that is called into question is your ability to make a good judgment call then your ability to do that job well could be called into question also i will say as much as i love that line he didn't pass the torch because he he wasn't going to be chief. He wasn't chief. He was just saying like, Hey, I would like you to be chief. He didn't make him chief and then have to be like, wow, fuck now I have to do it again. Cause you did a bad job <laughs> as much as I right. like the, the That's wording a great on that point. line. I'm like, you didn't pass the torch. Um, but anyways, that would be my take on, on why yeah. he That's could a good still continue That's a good to practice medicine. But in that specific position, maybe, um, less trust, less trust to do it well. I get um, that. That makes sense. And I appreciate and value your input. Oh, thank you so much. I also value my input. It's really good. And um, we will see I'm you so all modest. next week. on the <laughs> <laughs> When Carmen hosts this alone because he yeah. killed me. No. Um, Whoa. No. One no. bad sentence does not ruin an entire <laughs> friendship. Um, okay. So. But it does ruin a podcast. Oh. Okay, so then we get them practicing the twin separation on, like, medical dummies. Uh, and Derek, again, is very tightly wound, very tense. He's like, it's not worth the risk. Oh, it's all terrible. Everything's going to be so much worse in person. They're like, um, okay, bye. Um, so then Meredith is updating Molly and is like, there was an intestinal obstruction. Um, and Molly freaks out. Now, I will absolutely not say that her reaction is unreasonable because as someone who has given birth to children, the right after you give birth is like the worst time to be given terrible news about that child. Um, your hormones are all over the place. You also probably haven't slept in a very long time. Um, it's just exhausting. And I cannot imagine at any point having like obviously ultimately the baby ends up being okay which is wonderful but like i cannot imagine at any point having to deal with like your baby had to have emergency surgery after an emergency c-section because uh she couldn't breathe like and then she's panicking because she her husband isn't there her husband's deployed so they have to call the husband and deliver this news over the phone like obviously her mom is there for support which is great but not having your spouse there like the parent the other parent of the child is just like, I can't even imagine. So um, I feel for her, my heart goes out. So I do not want to downplay her reaction at all because I think it's a very valid. Um, honestly, if it was me, I probably would have just been sobbing from the moment they take the baby to surgery until the baby is back with me. So truly, I think she handled it pretty well. Yeah. I'm being honest. I think that most people would find themselves in the way that you were, you would handle it. I Yeah. Un unless if Jessica didn't want me to go into the room with the baby, which I think she would rather me do based on knowing her. Yeah. We would both just be sitting there completely beside ourselves and yeah. crying the entire time together of, Oh my gosh, what's going on with my baby? Yeah, absolutely. Like it would just be the most terrifying, especially again. Um, this is her first child and she's so young. She's like 22 or 23. I think like she's very, very young. So I just like, cannot imagine like, it's just oof, scary. Um, we're both very lucky in that um, our children have been mostly very healthy. And when they have been sick, it hasn't been anything um, requiring surgery or anything like that. And we feel very, very blessed by that fact. Um, it's and, true. And, and parents of, knock on wood. Yes. And parents um, who have had to deal with that, it's just like so strong. Like I will never like there's not enough respect 
that I could like convey because if you have a child who's chronically ill or you've had to deal with those kind of like unexpected emergencies, like I cannot imagine. And I just like props to you because I really don't even know what I would do. So I think it, it puts you in a position where you just become this person with like this strength, because obviously like as a parent, that's what you're going to do for your kid. And it just puts you in that where there's not like an option of being like, Oh, should I? Well, like obviously you're going to, because like you love your kid. Um, so yeah. Anyways, also that's my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. It was a very good one. It was a good soapbox. Thank um, you. every time that I, I see a baby doing some sort of surgery in, in a TV show, I think back, um, to, there's this scene in scrubs where Dr. Cox and Jordan have their second kid and it's a girl and I don't remember her name. Um, Jennifer Dillon. Because it was JD after JD, which was oh, so that's so cute. Well, no, no, she did it to get back at him. She did it to piss oh, him that's off. That's not cute anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, there's a scene where they have to do a surgery on the baby still inside of the uterus, and mm-hmm. the the it's fake, but the baby reaches out of the uterus and grabs Turk's hand, and. He goes and he's like, dude, Turk tells Dr. Cox later on, like, she's a fighter. Like, she's going to be good. And then Dr. Cox is all beside himself because he's like, you know, just as well as I do, how many uh, surgeries that early in life result in a normal life. And it is it is so scary because that's that's all I think about is what's the rest of this child's life like? Emergency yeah. C-section, emer- section, emergency surgery uh, within an hour of being born and within five minutes of being born. Uh, it's it's you're destined for a not a normal life. And th- that's the thing that always brings me back and gives me like um, a lot of grounding when I see some of those things in TV shows. But that's my soapbox. And now I'm done. Um, also, there's a similar scene in an episode of House where basically the entire time they're talking about like this baby. I don't really remember the case. I just remember that. The whole time, every time they call it a baby, House gets mad and he's like, it's a fetus. Um, And he's being like an ass about it, which like I understand scientifically what you're doing, but like be respectful of people's feelings. Right. Um, And then it was the same thing where like they're doing the surgery and the like teeny hand like reaches out and like touches his finger and you can like see it in his face. Like maybe it's not just a fetus. Um, And his heart grew 10 times that day. (laughs) Truly. Um, So, yeah. Anyways, a similar a similar scene. Um, but we also will see for sure in Grays some some in utero surgeries as well. Um, anyways, back to Grays. Um, Izzy and Alex are in the twins' room, and this is <laughs> this so awkward. This scene is the worst. This is so weird. So they have this entire conversation. This is obviously like the reveal of like her being like into both twins or whatever. I don't really know how to describe it. It's super cringy. They do the entire scene and Izzy and Alex are just in there the whole time. Like I do not understand. They just are like continue to have this conversation in front of them. Also, like it's super awkward. The fact that they have sex with other people while they're attached to each other. Like I cannot imagine being like yeah that's fine i'm totally into that um so yeah it's just a weird scene and uh it's and then he's like you have to pick one of us and the girl hesitates and then he the one brother starts punching the other brother there's just like it's very chaotic like a lot of things happen all at once it's just like a time 
These two characters are hilarious. I oh, I yeah. like them as characters, <laughs> but can you can you even begin to fathom having a girlfriend? And it's probably the first relationship that they've ever been in, and they're in their thirties because they're conjoined twins. And it's you immediately lose this girl to your brother <laughs> because he touched her once after sex, and it was sweet or whatever it is she said. Like, also, well, uh, clearly, like. I mean, he's like, or they talk to to each other. Yeah. You you, fall asleep. Well, she's like, you talk to the one, the not boyfriend says the way you talk to her sometimes, like, because he basically defends her. Like he takes her side when they have arguments, which is just like, this is so awkward. This whole relationship is mind blowing. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Props to you for figuring it out. You know, you got to figure it out if you're in that position. Jake is the one who had the girlfriend named Elena and Pete okay. was the brother. Okay. So Jake was like, choose bitch the fuck. And then she's and like, she Jake, I'm, I'm so sorry, Jake. He's just so nice to me. And then Pete's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here, but like, okay. And, and then so he gets then hit. Jake punch him and then punches him in the face. And you can't even like roll run away because they're attached to each other. Right. Right. It's not like it's going to be a hard punch. You can't get a lot of like, body into it because you're just it's the same body well yeah and the way that you have to turn to do the punching yeah anyways okay um so then uh they're eating lunch in really old guy's room shout out really old guy shout Um, out (laughs) another appearance by our best friend really old guy um alex is being like super passive aggressive about the christina situation and then george and izzy are piling on and then meredith tries to defend her and she just like leaves she's like just don't fucking defend me like it's done um so she leaves and um good times i'm annoyed with this though because alex with a double standard for christina and izzy is just mind-blowing yeah no one died she she didn't break any laws christina literally or is he literally broke a law and and, someone and died. international agreements and like, also <laughs> and the Geneva convention and the Geneva uh, convention. And also she like left Alex for Denny. So it's just weird. Um, I definitely agree that the doubles there are kind of, it seems like there are double standards on the punishment over all of these things, but also the, the situations aren't really that comparable. So it's weird that they keep getting compared but obviously Izzy's is way worse. So it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, so yeah. Uh, Chris, George goes to his dad's room. Callie's there. She gets up to leave. And this is when his dad finally stops and is like, George fucking get over your bullshit. You're mad at me and you're taking it out on literally every other human being. And it's, you need to like be an adult. And he's like, I'm not mad at you. And he's like, well, you, f- I'm mad at me. Like you should be mad at me. I take garbage care of myself. I smoke, I drink. And now I'm like in this situation, I eat too much sh- shitty food. Um, and now like, here I am, I have to have heart surgery and I have like all this, I have cancer, like all this stuff is happening and it's my fault and you're being mean to everybody else because of it, which is true. Um, and now you're literally about to give me a heart attack, George. So go fuck yourself. Yeah, truly. Or it's not and a heart attack. Like, it's some it's some other shit, but it's yeah. not a heart attack. But it's not. Fuck good you news. still, George. Yeah, it's just a time. Um, so George is like, no. And then um, his brothers come in and then he starts screaming at them. And then his dad like has trouble breathing. And it's just like a lot of things happen at once. And then um, Bert comes in and 
he's like, why did you page Burke? And she's like, I paged a fucking cardiothoracic surgeon. So your dad doesn't die. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, seriously. Why did you page Burke? I paged everyone, George. <laughs> just page everyone. Anyone who can save your dad's life. My fucking dad. I'll try asshole. not to do that next time. Um, let me just think about who you have your current beef with and I'll make sure to not text them. And then by the time I message them, they'll be dead. You fucking ass hat. Bert goes to give him the lidocaine or whatever the medication is and like stops and like gives George the needle to administer it because George is going to be such a fucking asshole about it that he can't, won't even let Bert, whatever it's, it's so dumb. I'm so over George. Yeah. But Burke did get a little bit of satisfaction. He's like, Hey George, uh, what you just did is going to cause a lot of problems. So go fuck yourself. But also let's do this instead. And yeah. I guess you can do it now. Yeah. Teaching moment because you're stupid, but also whatever. So yeah, that was a lot. And then uh, Han comes in and is like, all right, everybody get the fuck out as she should. And now we shall take a small break. For everybody's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Oh, I liked that one. That was nice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, How many people? Last week. How many Um, people? One person. One person. Um, It is going to be Jake. No. Damn it. Who? It's Elena, the girlfriend. Oh, fuck. I should have asked if it was a guy or a girl because I would have guessed Elena. I knew it had to be one of those three. Okay. Yes. So Jennifer Aspen plays Elena. She was in one episode of Private Practice. Um, In the episode of Private Practice that she's in, she is her sister is Paris from Gilmore Girls. Wow. Look at that. Um, So. Wait, hold on. Paris is who becomes Rory's best friend, right? Yeah. So I don't know what episode this is, but there is one scene where Paris said that she's just carrying around a briefcase, hoping that someone Uh-oh. thinks that she's important or something. And it's like in empty. The revival. Okay. Yeah. That's the best season of Gilmore Girls. I will kill you. <laughs> I'm so over you saying terrible things to me. And it's just Ugh. constant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ow. Okay. My back. This is everyone's. Reminder to sit up straight. Your posture sucks because mine sucks and I'm trying to fix my back right now. I'm like, and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting in this gigantic chair with pillows. Delightful. Not even using um, them. <laughs> um, okay. So we're back. Izzy goes to Sloan. This is when he's like, go get me fucking coffee. And, and she's like, fine. But this doesn't mean I respect you. If you want, to be respected than do something worth respecting, which is good advice for anybody, uh, personally, especially in a workplace situation. Um, don't just expect everyone to respect you. They can maybe respect the fact that you have a certain position, but that doesn't mean that they'll respect you specifically. So treat people with respect and maybe they'll respect you back. It's not a tough concept in my opinion. Yet yeah. So many people seem to struggle with it. It's, it's also my, my only, my only issue with this is like, he's one of the most well-respected, uh, plastic surgeons in the country. So like he's done something worth respect or whatever. 
It's just he hasn't done anything worth respect of being a decent person. Right. Like his career, you can respect his career. You can respect the work he does. But like, again, that's different than respecting like him as a teacher or a person or whatever you may may have. I just think that those two distinctions need to need to be made because I I think that Sloan sucks ass and is a garbage (laughs) person. But everyone on the show apparently is one of the most respected people in the world. So like, whatever. Yes, all of these doctors are the best at what they do. Um, okay, so. Sorry, let me just rearrange really quick. Okay, Derek is practicing again for the twin surgery. He's getting super frustrated. And then we have a really good scene with him and Bailey where she's like um, basically questioning everything because of what Burke, like Burke's, her being taken off of that surgery basically made her question her own ability and then like how everyone in the hospital saw her and like did making me a mother, make me a bad doctor, blah, blah, all this stuff that she's kind of mentioned before. And that, that kind of just sealed it. Like we saw those things line up. What with the, the Denny thing, uh, Eminem and people saying that, and then just her questioning her own abilities and her own teaching and everything. And obviously we get more into that later on in the episode, but, um, she does tell Derek that it wasn't his fault that he didn't know, which is true. Because it was Preston's fault for not telling him. Yeah. But it was his fault, I guess, for interrupting him. So. Yeah. Like a true asshole. Uh, The thing that I really liked about the scene, and I I think it's a credit to the writers, is he addresses her as Miranda. Yes. Which does not happen often. Um, And I think it's the same as when people call Burke Preston, because it doesn't happen very often. Um. So it definitely, I think it sets a different tone for a scene anytime. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's definitely that, that moment where she's like, just fucking do it, man. Like just do the shit. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. Like, but you can't, I think it's, it's a good overarching theme of you can't be looking to other people to give you your self worth because you'll just be constantly disappointed. Yeah. Uh, it's true. It's true. And it's good advice because it's yeah. Bailey and she's a queen true slay queen slay um okay so um they are taking uh george's dad for surgery um and his mom starts crying she's like what am i gonna do if i if he dies uh and then george tells bailey that he wants to not do the twin surgery and to stay with his mom and what i like about this is bailey's like that is a good call that's what you should choose like she was gonna let him do either, but she's like, "That's the right call. I I respect it." Yeah, uh, and then that's the only good thing mom, George so. has done in two seasons, maybe. No. Yeah, but like he says, "I want to stay with my mom," and then doesn't stay with her. Oh yeah, then he goes. Oh yeah, that's true. And then he goes to the surgery. He sneaks away. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Whatever, George. I'm over it. I'm over your bullshit. Um. Yeah. You know what? Then fuck you, George. I take it back. You've done nothing good and. <laughs> Two seasons, three seasons. You've done nothing good since that one day in the elevator when you opened a heart. Um, yes. So, okay, they start the Where's surgery. Olivia? <laughs> Where's Do she? you miss her? Is she really important to you? I just, she just randomly popped in my head just now. Where is she at? way you said that was just like where i miss her where's where, olivia where's olivia my friend olivia oh, um gosh. she's busy nurses are really busy i don't know if yeah. you're aware of that they, they no, I do get it. a lot 
more than the doctors. Yeah, and they get not a lot of appreciation, which is um, not nice. If you're a nurse, we appreciate you. Yeah, we do. Come on the show. If you're if you're a doctor, we appreciate you, and uh, we hope everyone in healthcare gets treated kindly. Yes, because sometimes they do not. Um, Okay, so yeah, they're uh, doing the twin surgery, and this is another one of those gray things where they're like cutting back and forth between multiple surgeries. So Meredith goes to check on Addison, and Addison's like, "I don't fucking know. Things are going really badly." Ah, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, Yikes. I just asked if you wanted a coffee, Addison. Like this isn't. uh, This is crazy. Um, And then um, this is a good moment. This is a good moment for Sloane, right? Okay, so he's like. Dr. Bailey, I would like um, my intern to have a better vantage point. And Bailey's like, the fuck did you just say? Um, And he's like, I think she should be watching from down here so she can actually learn, not from the gallery. Um, And Bailey's like, okay. And then Weber goes to say, well, she doesn't have privileges. And Bailey goes, oh, because she did something wrong because fucking Christina's down the hall and the other are doing whatever the fuck she wants down there. So I don't give a shit. I don't be like, whoa. And then it pans around and everyone's like, yikes on bikes. So again, tension. Um, so she tells Izzy to scrub in and come down. So that was a nice moment of Sloan actually hearing what Izzy had told him earlier and um, acting on it. But imagine being Alex and being like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) Poor Alex is getting like no surgeries. (laughs) Bless him. I don't even Um, feel that bad because he chose to leave Addison. Yeah. And like they could have banged. They could have, they could end up together. (laughs) We'll get, we'll get to our predictions. Um, Derek is unsure about what, how how to proceed and Mark, they're working together well. Uh, and Weber's like, well, you need to figure it out because we're on a time crunch. So fucking do it. Um, and then we cut to George kind of watching them start or get ready for his dad's surgery. Um, and Burke comes in and George is like, I'm not supposed to be here. And Burke's like, me neither. <laughs> Good times. Um, so then George gets nervous, so turns away. And then it's a very nice thing that Burke does where he just kind of narrates the entire surgery um, for him so that he can be aware but doesn't have to watch it and be um, afraid, I guess, of seeing something. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be there because it would make me nervous. Um, not what I would choose. So No, I don't think I'd want to see that either. Um, and so the Burke's narrating it. It's very kind of him. Um, more tension. Good times. Um, the twin surgery is going fine. They're ready to separate them. They test them to make sure that they both still have like full nervous function and they do. So they pull them apart. This is a very good moment. And I think it's an important moment to note. Uh, Derek says it'd be nice if every love triangle could be fixed with a scalpel. And Mark says, if they could, you would have stabbed me with a 10 blade a long time ago. And they laugh together. Yeah. What is this? Is this hints of rekindling a friendship? I said... Is it hints of actually being able to work together? Good moment between Derek and Mark? Question mark? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. We like to see it. We like to see it. Come back next week on Grey's Academy to find out the end of their story. (laughs) Yes. Next week is the end of their story. (laughs) It ends next week. The conclusion of the Derek and Mark saga. Um, 
So yeah, I was just. I love that everyone that clapped out. in the middle of that surgery. Though they're like, "All right, we got four legs that work." Everyone <laughs> clap. Derek's got his mojo back. Fuck you, Burke, for trying to steal it. We're all good. Um, yes. So Meredith goes to update Susan, and something has happened that we weren't privy to seeing because now the baby's fine. So <laughs> she's like, "Oh, good news! Like Addison will come and give you all the details, but the baby is is fine." So that's exciting. Um, Susan gets all excited and and hugs her. Um. And Meredith is like, you're very nice, but I don't know you and you're not my family, which is maybe true, but it's an awkward thing to say to someone's face. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you it's 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 truth serum. It's truth serum, Meredith. We don't need that right now. (laughs) It's okay. You could just not say that and like quite possibly one of the happiest moments of this woman's life. And she's Um, still your your dad's wife. So like. Don't burn that bridge forever. Yeah. It is. what, And I'm also just like, Meredith, you don't have all the information. Like, you don't. You were so young. You don't know what happened when your mom and yeah. dad split up. Yeah. Um, so uh, Han is finishing Harold's surgery. Everything's going great. And she's like, oh, Christina, you remind me of how I was at it as an intern. And then something goes wrong and his heart is having problems. But Christina, because of all the work she's been doing under Burke, knows how to do these like really complicated things beyond her um, internship, basically. Um, And so she does it and uh, it actually ends up being okay. George is upset. He's like, why is she letting her do it? And Burke's like, she because she can. She knows what to do and she knows how to do it well. She's done it successfully before. This is not like your dad is the guinea pig on which she's trying. Like she's done it before because I taught her how to do it because my hand is broken. So this thing that's pissing you off is actually saving your dad's life right now. Yeah. You fucking dumb bitch, George. You know Um, what? You know, something scary had to happen because Christina and and Han were having a nice moment where she's complimenting her and, you know, so something terrible obviously has to happen and to ruin that. For sure. I was actually nervous because at that point I paused and there was like 10 minutes left in the episode or some shit like that. And I was like, Harold's going to die. <laughs> Harold's going to fucking die. I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> at least that we have seen with this episode, but I was like, he's going to fucking die. And the rest of the 10 minutes is everyone going to be, is, is just going to be sad. Everyone's going to be sad. It's 10 minutes of everyone crying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, that was my prediction that clearly was wrong. Um, so then, Oh, wait, hold on. I also had a prediction that George was going to say to Burke to go in and like save the surgery. And that was going to be his way of forgiving him. But that didn't happen either. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. Um, so, but they do have the nice moment where Burke is like, they did great work, but every it's like you can only do so much in surgery. Then you have to wait and see how the, the body responds because every surgery is different and every body is different. And he's basically saying, like, I didn't know that my after I had a surgery, my arm was going to stop working. So fuck off. He says, you never know. So Burke leaves and George says, thank you, Dr. Burke. Um, then and that's when Burke was like trumpet at my house tonight. Let's are <laughs> you we good? Play some trumpet? You want to go for a run? I wish he would have um, said, you're still my guy, O'Malley. Yeah. Even after all this. Like, I think that would have been, I don't know. Maybe that's me just being super optimistic. But I, I think that would have been nice. Of Thank you, Burke. Hey, after all this, 
<laughs> where he, he goes at, even after all this time and then he just says always and then walks <laughs> You're away still my guy <laughs> um no, that was a harry potter reference for you no i know and i think that actually would have predated the book where that was said so i was making a reference to what i would have wanted from the tv show not me saying that the book predated the tv show Fuck you, but, Kelsey. This podcast is over. We're no longer friends. <laughs> okay. Get out of here. Let's write the episode before we end our friendship. <laughs> no, we still um, have to get through the episode. We have to tell everyone how, okay. how it ends. Okay. Uh, Harold didn't die. That's how it ends. Carmen predicted it wrong. Hooray. Um, okay. So, but then we get a nice moment um, conversation with Bailey and the chief where she's basically like, it's undermining me to not punish Christina. Um, and he's like, what the, why is this so upsetting to you? Like, can you fucking explain to me? And then he's like, and then she says like, well, this happened and then this happened and I'm the common denominator between these two. So like, I'm doing a bad job. And he's like, that's not true. Like you are raising them like children and you are doing the best that you can do. And like you raise them with all of these things. And then like you, there are ways that you can see that you're doing a good job. Like the fact that Christina had the strength and the courage to come forward to report someone who is not only her superior, but also her boyfriend like that, that reflects on you as well. And you're not giving yourself credit for the fact that you did that too. So like you are raising them and it is hard, but you're doing a good job. So that's a nice scene. Also, yeah, I'm just what looking I really at my liked... notes. I'm, Go just, ahead. Go I'm ahead. just looking at my notes and I wrote what I was trying to type is Christina came forward and reported it, but it auto-corrected it to respirated it. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's delightful. You know when you have to respirate on someone because they did <laughs> you the know, wrong you thing? you just got to respirate on your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, um, because of his hand tremors uh, that you've been covering up for yeah. less than four weeks, apparently. Um, I just can't even deal with it. <laughs> uh, I'm annoyed. The thing that I like about that scene is when Weber is like, hopefully they make the right things like you. They do the right things like you. Yeah. And I, I know that they have a lot of history. But it's it's nice because she was kind of betrayed by her other mentor. But this mentor doubled down on saying, mercy, empathy, give that grace. It sucks, but like do it because clearly the people that you're raising here in this hospital are doing the right things, even if it doesn't seem like they're making some of the right choices in the moment. Yeah. So you're saying Burke betrayed her, but Weber still has her back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm saying this is how sure she feels. I think. I think yes, that, that's yes, how yes. she feels. Yes, I understand completely. I Which just, for a minute I was like, "What other mentor?" But then I figured it out. So I just wanted to make sure I was on the same thought process. Yeah, I'm with you. Be- I get it. Because point. you you have these scenes where Bailey is so hell bent on justice being mm-hmm. served to Christina and Burke because of the way Burke made her feel when he said yeah. that I didn't need you in the surgery. So. I get that it's very spiteful, but it is a sen- it, there's a sense of betrayal coming from your mentor in that situation. So yeah, I think sure. that her path to forgiveness needed to happen with the scene with Weber. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, okay, so then I got confused because the twins, the one with glasses, didn't have glasses anymore. So I was like, um, is she with the other one? I couldn't really tell, but she was. She was so, with the other one. Yeah. That's awkward. Um, and then she's like, okay, I'll just leave now. And then they kiss, 
what for what I assume is the first time because I assume they weren't kissing when they were attached to her boyfriend. I don't know. If this you can even awkward. call that a kiss. Yeah. A yeah. small peck. Yeah. Um, uh, but they also did a, a good way of demonstrating bros before hoes, literally. I guess not yes, literally because she's not a hoe, but not, literally yeah. that they're both but, bros. But also he still stays with her, so... We don't know that. Kind maybe of he was, I mean, she was like, I'll come back tomorrow. And he was like, okay. He yeah. But no, maybe, don't. maybe he dumps her tomorrow. Today was a long day. He just got <laughs> literally they, him and his brother aren't separated at the hip anymore. Aren't attached at the hip anymore. They yep, are separated. That's what I meant. The hip. <laughs> they are now no longer um, separated at the hip. They've, they've joined each other. They came to the hospital to get joined together. Um, so, but then like the other twin, like get asked to get moved into the room because he missed him. So I guess they forgive each other. I don't fucking know. There's like, there's, they just forgive each other. Like there's no, no thing that we as an audience see that would make them be like, oh yeah, you should really get over that. They just do. So that was weird. In my opinion, it's kind of whatever skimmed over that. Um, Susan invites Meredith to see the baby and Meredith's like, no. And Susan says, you know, we could be your family if you wanted. So, and Meredith says, I'm just going to walk away and not acknowledge you. So that's polite. Wrong Um, move, by the way. Like your mom literally told you within 17 seconds of this episode starting that she should never have had a kid. And this woman is saying, I don't know you, but like, Come on board. Let's do this. And you like, just walk yeah, away. I, yeah. So, because I am sure you, Susan is married to Thatcher. You have to assume that Thatcher told her, Ellis is pretty cold and like not very loving. So she's trying to like, she's not trying to replace Ellis, but she is trying to like, right. Fill, fill in something that maybe Meredith did not have or has never had. So I don't know. Um, the uh, the interns are all in the locker room. It's tense again. Meredith yells at everybody to get over it and let Christine off the hook. Um, George is still pissy, but Alex and Izzy are like, yeah, it's okay. We're sorry. So, so it's nice. At least they're over it. George is never going to get over anything ever for ever, apparently. But the rest of them are going to be nice about it. Um, Except I think one- he seemingly forgives Burke, but then is like, but Christina, go fuck yourself. Also, though, um, uh, that we get one moment, one singular moment of George not being a dick. And that's uh, here when Callie asks George how his dad is and he, and he tells her and he's not a dick about it. So there you go. That's the one moment. Um, and then uh, Christina and Meredith are leaving and Burke and Derek are like, oh, we're actually going to go look at some stuff and talk about the surgery and talk about the shoulder. So it's going to be a while. So don't wait up. And even though they're not speaking, Christina goes with them to be a supportive partner to Burke. So she's going to be there in the good times and the hard times. And she's trying to prove that to him. Um, and then we get to end the episode with Ellis still freaking the fuck out about Richard and Thatcher and all of that. And, uh, Meredith doesn't know what to say. So she just hugs her and uh, she kind of semi comes to, not fully lucid, but kind of recognizes that it's Meredith. So, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. We, I think we skipped over that quote of, uh, 
that Meredith has with with Christina of you're my sister, you're my family, you're all I've got. Oh yeah. And yes. uh that is worth noting. I will say um you know, speaking from experience, I don't turn away people who want to be uh they're like, "Hey, let's be family." And I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not in the business of turning people away, but I very much can appreciate the uh the seriousness of who you choose being your yes. true family, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, that scene with, with Alice and Meredith, that's tough. That's just rough. I just have, I have yeah. such a hard time thinking like what that life would be like, like that. But, um, yeah. anyways, what do you rank this episode, Kelsey? I think it's solid. I think I'm going to put it at a four a fellow, you know, it's good setting some stuff up, nothing life changing, you know, nothing, where I was like, wow, that's the best scene I've ever seen from anybody. But um, also George was just the worst in it. It's really difficult to, to watch him be a dick to literally everybody. Yeah. Um, but again, it's important. We see important things. We see the progression of Harold's treatment. We see Harold put try and put George in his place. Um, we see a little bit of progression with maybe George forgiving Burke, a little bit of progression with maybe Mark and Derek getting over their stuff. Um no progression with Christina and Burke. So that's fun. Um, so yeah. And the nice, nice moments with Bailey and, and Dr. Weber. So, um, yeah, that's a, it's a good episode, but I'll put it at a fellow. What about you? What are your thoughts? I, I saw it as a little bit lower. I put it as a resident. It was just an, okay. an average. Okay. Episode. Um, th- there was nothing that was super exciting. There was nothing that was super mind blowing, not a whole bunch of like giant quotable moments, but I think the the big redeeming moments for me was the uh, the Weber and uh, Bailey scene, mm-hmm. and the the little bit of forgiveness that starts to happen. Oh gosh! Woo. Yep, that was a big one. We started at three a.m. Now it's four four thirty a.m. Um, with the uh, the scene. Now I got you too. The scene where Meredith uh, forces. Uh, Alex and Izzy to basically forgive Christina was, was nice. Cause yeah. it is, it's, it's her family. And I get that. I respect that. So that's yeah. where I'm at. I'm into it. Um, any predictions you want to throw around here? I would like a prediction on, um, George's dad. I think I've asked for one, but I don't remember what you said. George's dad will be dead by season 19. Okay. Okay. Um, no, George I think, and- I think George, uh, was it Harold? Harold comes, yes. comes out of this and Harold is fine. Uh, maybe one more complication over the next two or three episodes. And then, uh, I think, I think, so remember uh, he was originally there for the cancer surgery. Well, he's originally right. there for the collarbone and then it's going to be the cancer surgery, but they had to do the valve replacement. So we've now crossed the hurdle of the valve replacement. So that's what that's this episode right. Was. That's so right. Okay. He still has cancer. Yeah, so he'll be dead by in two episodes. Dead in two episodes by season episodes. three, episode twelve. He'll be dead. Okay, um, brutal. Um, okay, and then what about George and Callie? No, they're still done. Still done. Okay. Um, what about Christina and Burke? Uh, whatever I predicted last time that they'll be broken up by a certain day, I stick to it. I don't remember what I said, but they're they're for sure breaking up. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. Their their love can't withstand this storm. <laughs> um, Derek and Mark. I think that Mark literally is going to stab him with a scalpel, and then Derek dies, and Mark ends up in jail. 
Perfect. I love that for everybody. The real um, prediction, the real prediction is I think that especially now that Derek and Addison are separated and divorced and Derek and Meredith are together. I think that he eventually will be able to find it to forgive Mark and move on. But I think that's going to be a longer process. So before the end of season three, but we'll probably have some more laughter with them together again. Okay. I think that's it. I think that's um, everything that I was going to ask about. So wait, well can done. I give another prediction? Yes, please do. Weather will weather. Weber <laughs> does not retire this season. Okay. And Love we will that. see Adele within the next five episodes. Okay. Yeah, we haven't seen her in a while. Um, okay. So good. Good talk. Um, thank you all for hanging out and listening. Again, um, follow us on all the things. Um, tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your strangers on the street. Um, pretty please. We really appreciate it. Um, it's super fun. We're going to keep doing it. Hopefully we'll be able to avoid any more hiccups in our schedule. We really appreciate you guys hanging in and hanging out and listening. Um, and remember if you see Carmen walking down the street, don't even spoil the episode or think about it. You come talk to me though. I know I said last time, don't, don't come talk to me. And you guys, all of our fans have been doing such a great job of not coming up to me and saying hi. Uh, (laughs) so, so now you are welcome to come say hi and, but don't spoil it. Still, still no spoilies. And, uh, we appreciate you all and we'll see you all in the next one.